Hello, it's me, John Atkins, aka the Ukulele Teacher on YouTube, and welcome to Ukulele Tales, the Ukulele Podcast. Goodness me, have I said ukulele enough yet? Well, I make no apologies for it, because this is, as I say, the Ukulele Podcast, and I think you're going to be hearing that word an awful lot more before the hour is up. First things first, Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. Wow, 2023. Can you believe it? I hope it's going to be an amazing year for every single one of you. Personally, I had been planning on doing a podcast this week based entirely on your ukulele goals and resolutions for the new year. But as you might be able to hear, my voice is not quite what it ought to be. And I'm currently uh, getting over, or I should say, well, really in the throes of having a quite terribly sore throat. Uh, now, I mentioned last week that our son Percy was sick over Christmas, and as was perhaps only too predictable, he since passed that on to my wife Tiffany and myself. So over the last couple of weeks, at any given time, at least one of us has been sat in our pyjamas, swaddling ourselves in blankets and nursing a hot drink. Uh, well, not Percy, he's a bit young to be having a, a cup of hot sweet tea, but you get the idea. Anyway, as I said, I'm getting over a sore throat. So I'm going to try and keep my intro brief this week, but I'd still love to hear from you. We'll do our goals and resolutions next week. Uh, I don't know about you, but I never start mine until about the 5th or 6th of January anyway. So if you want to send me your ukulele goals for 2023, drop me an email, uketeacher at grabyouryuke.com, or just send me a message on Facebook, Twitter, or of course, Patreon, patreon.com slash uketeacher. And let me know what you're hoping to achieve over the next 361 or so days. Uh, I'm loving hearing from all of you, and I've had some lovely feedback to the show so far. Hard to believe I've only been doing this properly for less than two months. Yet already I've been able to speak to James Hill, Jake Shimabakuru, Bernadette Teaches Music, uh, Tyler from Ten Thumbs, and Mandy from Opera Lely. Now, I told you when I started that my goal was to bring you some of the best ukulele players and personalities around anywhere in the world on this show and I really think I'm starting as a mean to go on so one of my new year's goals or resolutions is to keep this show going and really make it the best ukulele podcast out there so if you're enjoying it I would really appreciate some positive feedback from you whether it's uh, a thumbs up or if you could subscribe on your podcast catcher or if you have a ukulele community or friend or someone who you think might enjoy it, please, I would really love it if you guys could do me a favor and just spread the word. I'm putting a lot of hard work and effort into the show, and uh, the more people that listen, the better. So if there's anyone you think might enjoy the show, I would really, really be grateful if you could pass on the good word and your personal recommendations. And with that, I thank you. If you're joining me now for the very first time, go and check out those archives. Like I said, there's only five or six episodes so far, but there are some great chats on there. And as is always the case, they are all face-to-face, in-person conversations. No Zooms, no Teams meetings, uh, nothing like that. I have met each and every person in person, face-to-face. So uh, if you see that I've got someone on my podcast, it means that I personally met them and was able to ask them up close and personal questions. Right now, though, here in England, or at least here in Bath in England, it is absolutely pouring down with rain. I just took my son to nursery and got absolutely drenched. And then as soon as I stepped in the door, my wife asked me to pop out again to the pharmacy for her. and I got soaked again. 
So I'm sat here in my damp jeans, looking out the window at the grey skies and pouring rain, and I'm longing for just a little bit of sunshine. So today, I'm going to go back in time and bring you a great chat I had with Ukuleni back in the summer at the Anaheim Convention Center at NAM. I'm sure many of you guys already know what a sweet and funny guy Lenny is, but it occurred to me that even though I'd sort of known him for about five or six years, I'd never really had the chance to properly sit down and talk with him or really find out much about him as a person at all. Such is the case with a lot of these conventions and festivals. You often get there, you say your hellos, you do your workshops and your performances, and then you maybe check out a few other workshops and shows that are going on, but you never really have the chance to have a good old natter with anyone. So I went into this one determined to actually find out a bit more about this man they call Uku Lenny. And one of the things I found out is that he's not just a sweet and charming guy, but he's also absolutely hilarious. We start off talking about how COVID changed things for us, but once that's out of the way, the conversation veers off onto all kinds of fun and bizarre tangents, including parenthood, Play-Doh and pasta making. And of course, we also talk all about the ukulele, how and why he started playing, what it means to him, and introducing it and music in general to his daughter. And also, we talk about what other musical instruments he plays. And if you don't know what other instrument ukulele plays, I will save that for the second part of the interview later on, as it absolutely took my breath away when he gave me an in-person, impromptu demo in the entrance arch of the Anaheim Convention Center, and it has to be heard to be believed. Now, if my throat can stand it, I'll be back shortly with a bit more banter. But for now, here's part one of my chat with Ukuleni. Ukuleni, it's a pleasure, honestly. We've bumped into each other for the last, what, seven years or something, I think. I never really had a chance to chat properly, you know. It's always sort of hi here, hi there, but you know, it's always like busy at a festival and stuff. So really cool. Thank you very much for joining us and like having a little chat with me. We're here at NAM. What are you up to this weekend? Yeah, um, mostly my uh, business is to hang out at the Kala booth. That's uh, where I'd be jamming and jamming with my friends, especially Magnus and Boris, who it's great to catch up with them. We're also in uh, Europe. And uh, the big thing that I do is with NAM Foundation and the NAM show, they host an ukulele circle every year. This is like the fifth year I'm doing it, which is really, really fun and really cool to think that that's kind of like my position at Kala is to lead everybody in song. They get out the ukuleles, they, they bring out a bunch of ukes, and we just have a good time. And this year it's outdoors, which is really fun. We get to be outdoors playing the ukulele like we should be. Yeah, I saw that. Unfortunately, I won't be able to, uh, I won't be, able to be there, unfortunately, but it, it looks like it's going to be so much fun and really cool. Um, you seem to be able to jam with anyone, right? I mean, you just pull people out of the crowd, I feel like, and just sort of like, hey, you can play a song with me. You just did it to me. What did we play together? We played uh, Havana? Uh, Havana, yeah. yeah. Which I think yeah. you teach on your uh, website, so the thing you is, teach on pe- your YouTube. What people don't realize is I make this lesson, and then I just forget the song. I never <laughs> listen to it again, ever. So I think I made Havana, what, like six years ago? Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've even out. heard the song since then. <laughs> I love yeah. that, though. You know, I mean, what did the birds say? Learn the changes and then forget them, you know? That's, yeah. that's kind of what you got to do, because especially, you know, you know, I've thought about this, too. I don't cover a lot of modern songs. Um, I really appreciate that you just go in and find out what's modern and, and learn it. But for me, I've always learned that I've invested time in a new song, 
and then it's not worth it. Like six months later, it's dead. Like nobody wants to listen to that song anymore. Oh, interesting. Whereas, okay. you know, if I learn a Beatles song, that's going to live forever. If yeah. I learn um, an Al Green song, it's going to live forever. So, um, yeah, learning new songs is fun, but you do have to like learn them and drop them. You know? Yeah. You know, no. you never know what's going to come to the top. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. You never know what's going to live, what's going to sort of yeah. vanish. You yeah. know. Yeah. But you must have like a huge repertoire of, of stuff, right? How, how many songs do you think you know off the top of your head? I know. I, I want I really want to count them, but I'm really lazy. Like every time I start the count, I'm like, oh, I don't know. There's too many. I would say like a thousand, probably. Just in your inside your probably, head. Probably, yeah. probably something like that. I don't know. Maybe that's overshooting, but like I feel like with all the songs we learned as teenagers, yeah. there's probably at least fifty there Amazing. that we learned as a teenager, you know. And then yeah. you know, each year you're probably. Fi- uh, you figure you pick a you pick up a bunch, you know. Guess how many songs I know off my heart. <laughs> <laughs> maybe three. You maybe, are my sunshine. Maybe zero. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you could pull off a mean happy birthday. Uh, yeah, actually, you know, I do know that one from cameos because I do a lot of cameos. So <laughs> happy birthday is the one song I think I know, right? Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> so what, what do you do like day to day? Because there's not uh, a convention like a NAM every day, is there? So what is your sort of day? Yeah, it's funny you bring that up because, like? you know, a lot of my kind of month to month was traveling with Kala, you know, going yeah. to NAM, going to uh, Toy Fair is one thing we do. So that's kind of like, you know, every other month I was traveling with Kala. But now I'm doing a lot of online workshops. I have a Patreon now which is really fun Um, I have a nice community that I teach workshops to every month um, and I'm teaching private lessons to a small group of my old students who used to be in person a lot of them and now just online and then um, playing whenever I can weddings events uh, restaurant gigs and those are coming back which is nice in the Bay Area yeah right in the Bay Area San Francisco yeah 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 Yeah. it's all coming back now Yeah, what happened for you with uh, like COVID and stuff? Did just everything kind of close for a while? Or? It, it was really interesting. I, I think, you know, art is going to art, music is going to music. And I think a lot of us, you know, I'm sure you went through this too as a musician and as a creator. Um, and for me, like, um, just keeping... The, the, the music alive was a big deal for all of us. I know we were all like in quarantine trying to figure out how we could jam together. That was like a good two months of like trying to make this work. We made a bunch of quarantine videos. But that's really where my online community really grew because a lot of people were looking for who to make contact, you know, who would make who would bring us together. And for me, I, I feel like I was pretty good with tech. I learned Zoom really quick. I learned OBS really quick. So I started jumping on that and building my community, teaching free workshops twice a week for like probably like a good six months at least. What, were that, what was that on, the, the workshops? What were um, you doing just, just any workshops, you know, anything that people wanted, strum workshops, beginning workshops, blues. Um, I started doing um, flash mobs where we would record ourselves sing. So I did like Stand By Me and um, Just The Way You Are and all of them, like all these folks just videotaped themselves playing, sent it to me. And I learned how to edit. Oh, like nice. I, okay. I learned how to video edit over what, the pandemic. What are you using to edit? Uh, Premiere. Okay. Premiere, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was a new skill, a new quarantine skill. Some people did sourdough. I did a, yeah. little, I did a little pasta. You know, yeah. I, I did a little hand-making pasta, but I also learned to video edit, which was really fun. Making pasta is actually really difficult. I, I can tell you that. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to talk about making pasta, but uh, it's, it's not as easy as people would think. I think. <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's fun. You know, me and the kid do it. You know, my kid's almost five years old now. And one of the fun things is, like, we're making pasta, and I realize how much pasta is just Play-Doh. You know, like, right, okay. we played Play-Doh growing yeah. up, but I never really made the connection that you could actually make food. In the, the same, uh, and it's same the same process. exact yeah. thing, yeah. And so yeah. she can roll a, she can roll a pretty good gnocchi, 
you know, she off nice. her thumb, you know, she nice. can do a gnocchi. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not Amazing. bad. And how, so you said she's nearly five, right? Yeah, I know yours is three and a half. Nine Mine's three and a half. Yeah, yeah. So they're pretty close together, I guess. Uh, yeah, in, in age. It's, and, and yet, you know, you know how it is. I mean, think about yeah. your three and a half versus like two even. It's, it's so much change so yeah. quickly, right? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. so fun. So now, you know, she can't stop talking, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Before she couldn't even put a sentence together. I watched like early videos of the pandemic and like she's not even putting a sentence together. And now she's like having legit high level conversations with us, which Amazing. is fun. Do you yeah. teach her music? Does she enjoy music? She really enjoys to sing and dance. So yeah. it's funny because I haven't, she knows instruments, you know, she knows ukulele. Sometimes she will sit down with me and strum a few chords, but she, that's not her first reaction. You know, she loves singing. She's having a ball. She asks Alexa for the songs that she likes. Oh, she cool. has playlists yeah. that she likes that she'll play front to back. She gets mad that the playlist is out of order. Oh, she'll no. She'll say like, oh, no, that's not the song. That's not it. She'll get pissed. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, so she loves music. And her uh, her mother is a, is a really great dancer. She does Philippine dance. So I think watching her dance, she, right now she's in classes. She does like Puerto Rican bomba y plena, which is just an amazing class. Drums and singing and call and response. And she does ballet. I'm missing her ballet recital to be your, here. Your daughter or your wife? Sorry. Daughter, my daughter. Your daughter, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry. My, my wife does uh, traditional Philippine dance. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's been fun watching Aurelia really take as a dancer. She'll be like pretending she's Eliza from Hamilton and doing her moves or, uh, you know, Frozen. She'll be she'll be doing all the Frozen moves that she sees on the movie. So. Oh, so Kids, cool. man. But, yeah. but, you know, I just taught her a C chord like a couple weeks ago and she, she strummed it. She was, she was yeah. having fun. Yeah. My kid grew up, I was explaining to someone earlier, when he was born, his bedroom was also my office. So he had sort of ukes all over the wall. And yes. I probably shouldn't have done, but I would just be like, here's a uke, you're going to help oh, me tune it up. And don't, don't ever say shouldn't do it. That's, what, that's my, my least favorite thing for a musician is to say, like, don't touch that, right? Yeah, and so that that's was my I, thinking. Yeah, that and that's thinking. why I love the uke so much, because you can get $40 ukes that sound amazing, that sound, that sound in tune that they can actually learn to play versus like, you know, my saxophone. I really don't want her knocking it over. Right. How <laughs> much was a saxophone? $3,000. Okay. I was going to say, yeah, there are some ukes I shouldn't have. I really shouldn't have. I know you said uh, don't well, say shouldn't have, but. Yeah, but you know, I think if we have the mindset, especially we're lucky, you know, some of these yeah. are gifts. Like yeah, we get course, gifted yeah. these nice, beautiful ukes. And yeah, it, it is sad if a, if a uke gets trashed or whatever, but. That's not really that often that that happens no. when, you, when you give it to a kid. Yeah, if, he's if really kid, respectful, Yeah, actually, if a kid yeah. understands how important it is to you, they often treat it with that kind of respect. They know to follow a cue. They might go out of line sometimes, but, you know, uh, that, the only thing is, like, don't let your kid step on the uke, <laughs> okay? Yes. But yeah. everything else, you know, even knocking it against something, like, that's not really going to hurt the uke, you yeah. know? That's, uh, I, I think... For music to go around, we need to be able to pass our kids the instrument. Yeah, and, I th- that's and, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I like yeah. our Kala plastic ones. You don't have to be <laughs> the, mad. Uh, the waterman. The waterman. Right? Yeah. You don't have to be mad about that. Even if they spit on them, you wipe them down. So. Yeah. My, uh, Percy had a waterman, or has it, I guess. We, I think we had to hide it, actually. <laughs> but but I, <laughs> I would always come downstairs, and there'd be a toy in it that was bigger than the sound hole. <laughs> How did you do that? That is funny. Magic. Magic. I love how kids can see beyond the the archetypes that we've created. Like an ukulele is only for this. Yeah. Kids are so like, they see an ukulele and they do whatever they want to it. They have no rules yet created for that. So I love that. You know, it's also a storage for story, yeah, yeah, right, exactly, yeah, for toys. Yeah, it's a great hiding hiding place. (laughs) Paw Patrol. Yeah.
what did I tell you? The guy is just an absolute sweetheart. And this interview just gets funnier and funnier. He's such a lovely guy. I'm so happy and privileged to have had the chance to get to know him just a little bit better throughout the course of this chat. Ukuleni, what a lovely, lovely chap. As I said, next week, uh, unfortunately not this week due to my sore throat, but next week we will talk all about your ukulele goals and resolutions for the new year, for 2023. I want to know what you have planned with the ukulele. What do you want to do? Do you want to improve yourself as a player? Maybe you want to enter a talent contest. Perhaps you want to write your own song. Or maybe you just want to determine that you're going to practice for a certain amount every single day. Whatever your ukulele goals and ideas and plans for 2023 are, I want to know. I want to know all about them. So let me know. Send me a message. Email ookteacher at grabyourook.com or simply find me, uh, the ukulele teacher, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or, of course, Patreon, patreon.com slash uketeacher. And of those methods, Patreon might just be the best way of getting in touch with me right now because it is how I am keeping this podcast project going. So if you would like to help support keeping ukulele tales on the air, sign up today to patreon.com slash ookteacher. It helps support the podcast, keep it on air, and of course, you guys get some great bonus content as well. There's already a bonus 10-minute chat with James Hill and Tyler from 10 Thumbs Pro. Plus, you get behind-the-scenes gossip and goodies, and there's things like polls, and you'll even get the chance to ask questions to some of my upcoming guests as well. So if you love Ukulele Tales podcast and you're interested in seeing it continue, then maybe please consider signing up to patreon.com slash uketeacher. At the moment, whatever tier you sign up to on my Patreon page, for however big or small an amount, you will currently get all of the bonus goodies and behind-the-scenes content for the Ukulele Tales podcast. Right now, though, my throat is killing me. You're not here to listen to my rambling on. You want to hear more from the man, the myth, the legend that is Ukuleni. So let's head back to the steps of the Anaheim Convention Center in uh, California for more chat from myself and Ukuleni. So, actually, that's the point. I forgot you're wearing a saxophone around your neck now. Yeah. What, what's, where does that come in to what you do? <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's an interesting, my musical story, because I'm kind of a nomad with the, with the instruments. I grew up on piano at five years old. Then I went to ukulele at 10, uh, not ukulele. I went to guitar at 10 years old because piano wasn't cool anymore. So mm -hmm. I was like alone playing the piano. I wanted to be with friends outside. Guitar was the next logical step. And it just so happens that um, I also, along the way, picked up saxophone as a band instrument played it in fourth and fifth grade, but I lost my sax when I was growing up. So for a long time, I didn't have one. My dad was picking up a second job. He was selling vacuums. He, he was slaying it. And he said, you know, if I get this bonus, I'm going to get you a sax. Oh, wow. Got it for me about, you know, 11th grade. And I took it to the marching band. Yeah. So, I, uh, so I joined the marching band at UC Berkeley, Cal Band, Go Bears. And uh, that's where I got my sax training. I did not, did not learn how to play sax really other than elementary school, marching band. And it just was a part of the thing. I was playing, you know, play a little. Beautiful. 
<laughs> that's what I, that's that was like the only song I knew for a long time. Yeah. And it really worked because I played the guitar. I would teach someone the chords, and I would be playing Careless Whisper. You know? Nice. And uh, that's that's pretty much it for the sax until I started becoming a performing ukulele player. And I was messing with a loop pedal. I used to play with just ukulele and voice. And that was fun, but it was kind of kitschy. You know, you can't have a show where you're just doing ukulele and voice and looping. It doesn't seem right. I found the U-Bass, and I just fell in love. Because now I have the whole band, beatbox, bass, ukulele. And I was just, you know, having fun with it. I was realizing, realizing hey, you know my solos? I could take a sax solo instead. Yeah. So I started bringing my sax to the gig, and that became my extra training because I wasn't very good at sax. Um, for, for years, you know, I was just, you know, just an amateur sax player, and I still am, but having the loop pedal allowed me to train more and take more solos, and just at the gig, I'm just practicing, you know, I'm just like getting better at the sax. NAM 2020, I finally decide I'm going to, you know, put away my student sax that had all the leaks and it was like just a terrible, you know, it's a band sax, it's just yucky, you know, yeah. it doesn't sound good anymore. Um, and uh, I went to NAM and tried some Yamaha saxes and uh, fell in love with this one. So I bought it, you know, 3,000 bucks later, and uh, not looking back, it's beautiful sax. Yeah, it is beautiful, and you play it very, very nicely. <laughs> thank you, thank you. You're not thinking of changing the name to Saxoleni anytime <laughs> no. soon, no. Uh, although, you know, I could probably have a couple of posters, you know, Ukuleni, Saxoleni, yeah. Basileni. I should probably have, like, a uh, thing. And I've done it sometimes at gigs where I'd take one of those photos where it's all of me, you know, five of me playing a different instrument. I yeah. should do that more often. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The one-man band thing has been real uh, key to my success, I think, in this ukulele world. Um, just fun that I don't have to just play ukulele. You yeah. Know, not, nothing against people who only play ukulele, but for me, and at you, your videos, I mean, I love your multi-track, you know, oh, thanks. many Thank instrument you. videos, because that's that really speaks to me as a musician. You know, I, I really love that we can learn one instrument and immediately transfer over. You just show me the fingerings, yeah. and I'm playing the new instrument, and that's beautiful. Yeah, and uh, thanks for saying. Uh, firstly, thank you for saying that. I didn't know you have ever seen any of my stuff. Come on, man! <laughs> Come on, man! You're you're a legend. You're a legend, ukulele teacher. But um, I like I, I love what you said about that because people see those videos and they go, "Wow, you can play like 20 instruments," and I'm kind of like, "Well, sort of," but like, there's no like major trick to it once you yeah. know guitar or ukulele yeah. then you can play the yeah. other one and yeah. the bass and whatever yeah. you can just sort of it's, it's kind of the same or similar transferable skills right, you right. Know. yeah and string instruments especially you exactly know, I, yeah i was yeah. lucky enough to play cello for a year in uh, high school like mm. uh i just joined the orchestra out of a whim some of my friends were like hey join the orchestra i had a free class and i was like okay i can do that and then you know i was playing guitar at the time and i was like cello is kind of like a big guitar yeah you know? cello's got the same feel it's different it's tuned in fifths you got to learn that but once you learn how to do a scale on the cello, you're off and running. Yeah. yeah. I played um, double bass at school. Actually. Oh, nice, nice. But it was just too much of a pain to carry around. Oh, that, so I bet the, you love the U-Bass. Oh, I like the, I love the U-Bass, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just give me a nice little soprano uh, ukulele any yeah. day, and that's that's a lot easier. You can cycle yeah. around with it. Right, right. That's, that yeah. is nice. Yeah, I just got a long neck soprano, and I'm like, oh, this is perfect. I like a long neck soprano, yeah, actually. Yeah, because you that's can play anything yeah. on yeah. it. You don't have to worry about the 12th fret, you know, being the yeah. end of it. And, yeah. Yeah. We had to, when I played the double bass at school, for, to practice during the holiday, I had to borrow the church minibus to take it home. It was just so huge. There was just no other way of doing it, you yeah. know. But, um, yeah, the uke is much more portable. Yeah, I love it for its portability. That's really where I got the uke in my hands, you know, is, is just, and teaching other people, you know. Like I said, you, like you said, you, I pulled people into the jam session. Because, yeah. so fun, here's C, C, A minor, F. Okay, I'm going to hand you the uke now, you know. Yeah. And then go play that. I got, I got you. 
and then we're we're jamming, we're making music. You can't yeah. you can't do that in guitar world. You can't do that in sax world. You can't right. do that in any world but ukulele. And you, you, it seems like you play with anyone as well. Like here at now, they just put you on the stand, and then whoever walks past, oh man, it's whoever that, walks past, you can jam with them and do something. It's an absolute joy. You know, I was just at a Shokin Uke Fest last week, and doing it with the artists. You know, there was uh, Heidi Swedberg, Daniel Ward, and Angela Denise Davis, which are just amazing people, and Ben Hassinger, who runs Mighty Uke Day, and all five of us just getting up and jamming together. And me, just you know, I, I, I love this. You know, playing bass for anybody or playing ukulele, backing people up. Um, it really is where I live, you know, in terms of music. I love just responding to people. I think I miss that the most, you know, from the pandemic and just like being alone. It's great to make music together, but it, right here at NAMM, this is where it happens. And this is where I, I love it. So, yeah, it's, it's been great just to just stick around, you know, yeah. just ha- hang around. And who knows, you'll be pulled up. My, my mantra is always have, a, always have an instrument in the car. Just in case Stevie Wonder shows up and wants to jam. Because you never know. You never know. Stevie Wonder's like, hey, does anybody want to jam? You mean in case he turns up to Nam? Anywhere. Anywhere. (laughs) Any car. (laughs) Anywhere. Anywhere. Any car. Stevie Wonder's playing down the block, walking down, getting some Jack in the Box. You'd be like, Stevie, what's up? You'll be like, hey, Lenny, want to jam? Yes, I got my uke in the car. Yeah, you know, that's that's such a cool way that you put it. Because I feel like um, a lot of, like, men, in England at least, their dream is, like... uh, they're, they're at the, the soccer game, like uh, the FA Cup final or something. Player gets injured, and someone looks in the crowd and goes, this guy, come on, take, take the kick, you know. And for me, I dream of going to a gig, and like my favorite guitar player gets like a, a split fingernail or something. And it's like, does anyone know this song? This solo? I'm like, yeah, yeah, me, I'll do it, I'll jump up, you know. Yeah, like playing yeah. with your favorite band. It's oh, like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to and, do and that. That's, that's awesome. That's an experience that you will never trade for anything, you know. Yeah. And, um, and just that... You know, as, as we are, you know, we, we tend to think, like, we're pretty big names in the ukulele community, you know. But in the world at large, there's just millions of musicians. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I think we have to live music the way in our small community. We have to be receptive to saying, like, hey, we got to make music together, wherever we are, you know, like, whoever it is with. And just have that mentality, like, be ready, you know, like a yeah. good, like a good uh, yeah, sports player. Like, if, so, if someone gets injured, you're on the court, you know, next man up, right. next woman up. <laughs> yeah. Like, get in there. Um, and I, I love the openness of doing that, too, which yeah. is hard, you know. It's, it's even harder here at NAMM. Sometimes you're playing, and then somebody comes up, and you're like, I'm busy, I'm working, yeah. uh, you know. And, and sometimes it's just like, ah, it's for the sake of music. Let's jam. Let's, yeah. Let's do it, you know. Have you played with Stevie Wonder? No, I no. wish. I wish. You know, I, I worked at a school, Oakland School for the Arts, and one of the bands that came out of there got to do a song with Stevie Wonder on America's Got Talent. No way. Cool. Yeah, and it was super cool. They were called Pop Life, and the lead singer is Kaylani, actually, who's a very popular rapper now. Um, she went to Oakland School for the Arts, along with Zendaya, Humble, uh, Humble Brag. You know, I got to see them in the halls of Oakland School for yeah. the Arts. I never worked with them. Okay. But, uh... Yeah, they got to jam with Stevie. They said he was a hard ass. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was really hard to work with him. Because, oh, you know, wow. Stevie knows if you're playing the wrong note. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows where it's coming from. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Stevie's great. Put that man in bubble wrap. Yes, we need, we yeah. need him. We need him. Yeah. Have you played with anyone like sort of uh, huge, like mainstream huge at man, all? Or? I mean, Cynthia Lynn. Well, of course, yeah. <laughs> of course. Jr. I know. Who have I played with who is like, 
Oh, you know, Bakiti Kumalo. Okay. Yeah, who's a Kala artist. I yeah. think that's probably the, the most like legendary fanboy thing that I've done because he plays with Paul Simon. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah, right. We've, we've, we've got to do a little, you could call me Al, you know, with him. Who's he, the bass guy? Yeah, or, yeah, the bass guy. Yeah. He does a... I know that, that, believe me, I know that, 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 that thing. Yeah, yeah that bass yeah. fill. Um, so, and he slaps the bass. He has his own Kala U bass too, uh, the Bakiti model. But he does a special like slidey thing on the U bass that's just phenomenal. Um, and he's just a, it's just a wonderful person. I got to meet him a couple times and jam with him. We did the toy fair together, and that one is like there's no musicians, so it's just me and him and uh, and uh, our friend uh, Zoe. Zoe. Uh, <laughs> Zoe's gonna hate this because it's been so long. Forgetting her last name, Zoe. But uh, together we we just we're, we just take over that place and make music. It's really cool. Funnily enough, I you just brought back a memory about five or six years ago. I did yeah. a toy fair in England. Oh, you did. And I, I had no idea why. And there were no other musicians either. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. some company was just like, oh yeah, we might sell ukuleles. Can you just come and play a ukulele for us for a while? And I'm like, yeah, I guess you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, ukuleles being toys, I I love it. Because, you do because. Yeah. As long as they're good. That's why I like, you know, yeah. again, brought to you by Call Up Brand Music. <laughs> right. But, um, I mean, that's why I love rolling with Call Up because no matter what they make, whether it's a plastic one or, or you know, a real wood one, laminate wood, it's always going to be playable. playable yeah. And it's always going to yeah. sound like something. And that's yeah. vital. I mean, yeah. I remember growing up with, you know, crappy guitars my yeah. whole life. And then one time I was teaching a, a kind of a well-to-do family and they were like, here, have this Gibson. Nice. I was like, whoa, really? Yeah. <laughs> they were like, yeah. I looked it up. It was like $2,000 guitar. Wow. And it was the first one that I had that was set up properly. You know, that's number one. Like, the frets were low. Yeah. And I was finding myself playing it all the time. I was like, this was what growing up with the instrument's supposed to be. But a lot of people don't have that experience because you can only spend $200 on a Squire, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so for ukulele being what it is, amazing that you can have a $40 ukulele that will play well and once you stretch the strings will stay in tune you know yeah. a lot of people think yeah. it's a ukulele it's not it's the strings yeah like most ukuleles will stay in tune yeah mm. <laughs> zoe harrison oh she's gonna hate me and tracy and her family oh kenny <laughs> zoe harrison zoe, awesome zoe. yeah zoe harrison she's a, a young talented musician out of new jersey and uh, we always jam at the toy fair and uh, i miss her so much and uh, us in bikini you know we, we get up and play Oh yeah, me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Yeah, <laughs> we played that one together. Yeah. Did he teach you how to play the um, the uh, you can call me Al bass breakdown oh, the, thing? Oh, the bass or? part. Yeah, no, no. no. Did, uh, Bikini? No. Yeah, did you figure it out anyway? No, or? I put it in slow motion. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I heard. I'm sure you. I'm sure you heard the story, but apparently he only played the first half of it, and then the second and half then is it just reversed. It's yeah, just backwards, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, so good. Yeah. yeah. I saw Train play live a few years ago, and yeah. they did that song. Oh, nice. And the bass player played it. And then um, at the end, the singer just goes, oh, can you just play that bit again? And he just played it again. Just on <laughs> can his we own. just have it one yeah. more time, please? Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's amazing. I still, I, I got to study that and learn it. I used to try to do You Can Call Me Al as a loop pedal thing, but eh, it doesn't really translate. You need the horns. Yeah. Hey, actually, oh, I don't want to talk about myself too much, but um, talking of You Can Call Me Al and talking of playing with your favorite musicians, I went to one of my best friend's wedding was in upstate New York um, in the... Uh, Catskills. Catskills, yeah, that's where yeah. we were at Ashokan too. Oh, right, Same okay. Same place, yeah, yeah. yeah. Catskills. And um, he hired this like super expensive wedding band, and the drummer was the drummer or ex drummer of They Might Be Giants. I don't know oh, if you. Oh yeah, well, I mean, I know them because they do all the Disney songs. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we yeah. love we love all the stuff that well, they do. They've been my favorite band since I was like ten years old. No basically. way, yeah. they and, sound great. And he basically arranged it so I could sing, I could play a song with them. 
and oh, uh, we shoot. did we did my name uh, you can call me Al ah. and I was sort of doing the uh, the horns on the ukulele <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, for anyone who's listening, by the way, that's Lenny playing, not me. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give you credit. Give you thank you. <laughs> but that was like such a thrill. Like he like sort of uh, was like doing the drums. I'm looking around. I'm like, wow, I'm on stage with this guy, and I'm playing this amazing song. And the, the coolest thing as well was like I was just concentrating so hard on the intro, like I don't want to mess up. And I looked up, and there was like a conga going around the room. Oh, And people yes, were just so into yes. it, you know. Oh, that song is, it really brings in the good vibes. It Something really does, it. Yeah, um, yeah. And also that, that the video is ridiculous, you know. With, yeah. <laughs> playing, playing, the guy for playing the flute. For yeah, years, I thought Chase, that, Chase. I thought that um, like, why is Paul Simon in all these European vacation National Lampoon movies and stuff? <laughs> I just thought that was Paul Simon. <laughs> I was like, why does no one ever talk about his comedy career? That you know? is funny. But, uh, yeah, when you're a little kid, I guess you see I know, yeah, you just see the face. And you go, oh, that must yeah. be Paul Simon. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, I mean, that was like, yeah, not really happening with music videos. So they, they really threw in like a wrench into the system, right? Yeah. Nobody was doing like lip sync with a, a different person yeah. on a music video. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've just seen it. It's nearly yeah. the. Uh, I know. The, Maybe we should what check them out. Yeah. The, what are the, the Bird Watchers, y'all. Bird Watchers. Yeah. See them at Mighty Uke Day, end yeah. of June. Okay, Lenny, let's wrap it up real yeah, quick sure. then. Let's say people are listening to you for the first time. They've never heard of you, but you sound like a cool and happening dude. How can they find out more about ukulele? Where are you? Of course. Oh, well, I mean, the, the nice thing is everything is ukulele, U-K-U-Lenny. And uh, you just put that in Google, you'll find a bunch of stuff. Ukulele.com, on Patreon, Instagram, Facebook. It's all the same. Even my email is ukulele at Gmail. So, you know, branding is very important, as yeah. you know. So as long as you know how to spell ukulele, which is U-K-U, by the way, not I UKE. See it so often UKE. <laughs> that really works. Or bugs the me. best one, my favorite is U K L E L E. Like, where's the E? Eh? Like, yeah, that is ukulele. Like, yeah. ukulele. Um, yeah, U K U, Lenny. That's all you got to do. On everything. On yeah. everything. Cool. YouTube as well. Yeah, YouTube, yeah. yeah. And uh, I got to say this shout out because every time I talk about YouTube, you know, I'm not doing it that much. I know you've, you've done a little less. What's funny is I'll. I'll, I'll occasionally come up on like an OG who's like, hey, I know your videos, and it must be someone from 10 years ago, because you yeah. know, I wasn't making videos after that, really. And I gotta say, it was you and me. It was me and John, you know, in the, in the early 10s, 09, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. and Aldrin Guerrero, Ukulele Underground. And um, Ukulele Mike. Ukulele Mike. I was talking yeah. about Ukulele, Ukulele Mike, Mike with James Hill um, yeah. because oh, there were two of them. I was watching him, and it was just like phenomenal. He, he taught me how to play the blues. He, this we talk about like an old Canadian guy yeah. who lived, lived on a boat. Oh, uh, right? was that uh, Ukulele Mike? I that thought was, he was an old Southern guy. No. Oh really? I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. For some reason, I thought yeah, he was me, but, but he lived uh, on a boat. Yeah, had a and, huge beard and well, stuff. Yeah, right? beard. Yeah. And Ukulele Mike passed away just like yeah. maybe like five or so yeah, a couple years ago. His daughter still runs it. Oh right. Yeah. So you can still buy his books. Yeah. But that's it. We're the OGs, baby. I guess so, yeah, you and me. Yeah, and yeah, you, Ukulele Ukulele Mike. Yeah. yeah, and, and that, that was just awesome to be a, a part of that kind of YouTube revolution. That was, you know, Jake going viral yeah. and really bringing the ukulele forefront. That's why I picked up the ukulele was because Jake was doing Bohemian Rhapsody, and I right. thought, well, that's cool. I should learn that. And then just made a couple of videos, and the rest is history. So Ukulele Teacher, Ukuleni, Ukulele Mike, Aldrin Guerrero, uh, Ukulele Underground. Yeah. OGs, man. The OGs. You <laughs> said it.
What a guy and what an OG. The one, the only, Yuku or Uku Lenny. Thank you, Lenny, for chatting with me. Oh, my goodness. I <laughs> thought I was going to make it through a show. I'm nearly there, nearly there, but that voice is not holding out, is it? Anyway, just want to say that careless whisper. How about that? That was tremendous. What a saxophonist. Not just a great guy, not just a great ukulele player, but a tremendous saxophone player as well. Well done, ukulele. That sounded good. Secondly, the takeaway for me from this one, always keep an instrument in the car just in case Stevie Wonder turns up and wants to jam with you. I love this. Don't know how often it happens, but it's got to happen one day, maybe. So keep a ukulele in the car. Keep it in your backpack or a saxophone. I don't know. Just make sure you have a musical instrument in the car with you just in case Stevie Wonder turns up and wants to jam. Hey, stranger things have happened. And we live in strange times in a strange world right now. So that's good advice there from Lenny. And secondly, or thirdly, I guess, finally, I should say, sharing the love for Bagiti Kumalo, the Paul Simon bass player. Now, Lenny was talking about him a little bit just now, and I want to talk about him because I had the chance to meet him later in the year, uh, in September, at the Los Angeles International Ukulele Festival, where I interviewed him for this show, Ukulele Tales, and my goodness, what an interesting guy. I actually had a whole sheet of questions. I was going to ask him about uh, his role on the Graceland album. Of course, that You Can Call Me Out bass solo. And I ended up asking him almost nothing about that because he just had such an interesting story to tell about his life growing up in South Africa. So I can't wait to share that one with you. We will do that in the next couple of weeks, I think. A great interview coming up. With Bikiti Kumalo, great guy, another great player as well. A bass player and a bass ukulele player now as well. So sharing the love with Ukuleni for Bikiti Kumalo, who we will have on the show very, very soon. Okay, my voice is just about to give out. Excuse me, that is another Ukulele Tales in the can. Uh, wow, I didn't think I was going to make it, but there we go. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Be sure to subscribe turn on your notifications, give it a thumbs up, spread the word, share it with your friends, family, and ukulele communities, because I think it's a good show, and I hope you're enjoying it, and I want to keep doing it, and if you want to keep doing it, we need people to listen. So please, if you have any friends, family, or loved ones who you think would enjoy the show, let them know all about it. Likewise, if you'd like to help support it, sign up to patreon.com slash uteacher, and if you can share even just a couple of pounds a month to keep this going, or a couple of dollars a month, it would be so, so much appreciated, and you also get some great bonus content. Don't forget, all things being well and my voice holding out, we will talk about your ukulele goals and New Year's resolutions for 2023 next week. So email me, uketeacher at grabyouryuke.com, or find me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and I will read out your goals and plans and hopes and dreams for the next year next time. For now, though... This has been Ukulele Tales. I've been John Atkins, the ukulele teacher. And until next time, I love you all. And I wish you the best.